talked a lot on the show about different ways uh, to look at getting your information. And today, I want to talk a little bit more about this in the sense of being careful who you take advice from and also sourcing better information. Uh, this is uh, coming after uh, my trip to Thailand and stuff like that, and I'm going to weave it into some of the new stuff that I'm doing that I haven't really talked a whole lot about yet. So let me throw in the intro and we'll get right to it. So the big question is this, how are artists, jewelers, and art-based business owners like us who make our own products and run our businesses, how do we find the time and the money to push our creative limits and still grow and scale our companies? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler, and welcome to The Jeweler's Philosophy. What's up, everybody? I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler, and welcome to the Jeweler's Philosophy Podcast. So today, I really wanted to talk about this idea of sourcing better information and also taking advice, being careful who you take advice from. Okay, so let me, let me set this up for you, if, if I can. If that's all right, I'd like to, I'd like to tell you guys kind of a little bit, uh, a little story as well as um, kind of some experiences that I've had coming off the heels of um, being in Thailand. Uh, and I, I went there to set up my, my jewelry line, which by this time everybody knows. Uh, but here, here goes, all right? So, um, you know, we have, we have episodes uh, in the past dealing with how to, uh, you know, find mentors and listen to people and, and make educated decisions on uh, classes and stuff like that and how your parents are not the smartest people that you know. And, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting uh, that the more I think about this, the more after being in Thailand for six weeks, the more this seems to be at the forefront of my thoughts. And, you know, it's inter- the, the funny thing is, is that a lot of you are also feeling this same thing because I'm getting more and more DMs and calls and friends are calling me asking for advice and needing help. It's like this thing has gone on long enough that, you know, we all now are trying to uh, work on our businesses and our art and our process and our lives and the the balance and all these other things. And all of that comes with um, guidance, right? When, when we're trying to do anything in our business or in our life, it comes from guidance. It comes from advice of people that we ask. Now, just because you respect somebody doesn't necessarily mean that their advice is always going to be right. Now, the, the reason I say this is you would never ask legal advice from your uh, accountant and you should never ask accounting advice from your attorney all right you ask legal advice from your attorney and you ask uh, you know financial advice from your accountant all right um, there's very important idea here and those are the two biggest ones as a business owner that we should be paying attention to but at the same time don't take investment advice from your parents if they're not invest- investors don't take business advice from people that don't own a business, okay? Don't take 
artistic advice from people that aren't willing to pay you for your art. That's a new one probably for you, okay? There's this thing that's happening that people are, are thinking that, you know, there's a hierarchy, right? Because somebody has a doctorate, who's heard like, well, I'm a doctor. Okay, but a doctor in what, number one? And number two, am I even asking you for your advice and your expertise? If you're a doctor and you're uh, a dentist, right? I'm not gonna take, you know, medical advice on a broken arm from a dentist. I'm just not gonna do it. They don't know what the heck they're talking about when it comes to that stuff. Just like I'm not gonna take dental advice from a general practitioner, unless it's go see your dentist, (laughs) right? Um, If you only take advice from people that have been where you wanna go, all right? You're not looking for generic advice from generic people. Don't take business advice from your friends or your family or your parents or your in-laws if they've never owned a business. It's going to be garbage advice. If it was if their advice was so nice, they would take it for themselves. If they're not taking their own advice, don't listen to them. All right? Like this is super important. Like all the things that I say are things that I'm also doing. Right? We have a, a previous episode about monetizing your content. I monetize my com- my content. Is it perfect? No, but I do it, right? I'm learning and I'm upfront about that. I'm learning about getting different markets and growing my business and everything else like that. But I've been in business for 10 years, supporting my family, buying houses, investments, cars, all kinds of shit with the way that I run my business. It works. Is it perfect? No, but it's it works and it's it's been a huge learning experience and I can teach other people to do the things that I've done. Now, knowing that the things that, you know, some of the things that worked, you know, I can talk about those things and I can tell you guys a lot of things that don't work, (laughs) right? And I do, I tell you guys that stuff. So, uh, you know, the, the big thing is there isn't a perfect answer for anybody, right? Here's the nugget of truth. There isn't one perfect person. I take business advice from certain people. I take life advice from other people. I take other coaching advice from my coaches. Um, you know, I take my health information from my doctors and you know uh, my trainer um, or my friends that are personal trainers or a dietitian or a book that I'm reading or something like that, right? And and we all have to figure out what works for us. You take in all of this content, right? And then you, you kind of take the bits and pieces that work for you and you kind of discard the rest or file them away. You know, uh, America is a great uh, concept of this because we are the melting pot society, right? I mean, we really don't have our culture because none of us really identify as a, as a country. We don't identify with the native people that are here, Native Americans. Um, they identify with themselves, which I think is great, but we are a melting pot, right? We've taken all these little bits and pieces from things that we like, from all these cultures that have come into the melting pot, and we toss out the parts that we don't like, right? It's, or we file them away. It's the same thing. You know, there isn't what's, what works for me may not work for you. What's perfect for me may not be perfect for you. The work that I make may not be the work you want to make. The customer base that I have may not be the customer base that you want or have right? It's not bad. It's just, 
you want to source the information from the people that have done the things that you want to do. If you want to own a business and you want to make an art, an art-based product, or you want to be a working artist, I have a lot of information in that realm. If you want to build and scale your company, I'm working on that as well. That's exactly what I'm doing. It takes a different mindset, and you have to think about that stuff differently, right? You can't look at a new you can't look at a new picture with an old lens necessarily. Right? If you're trying to do something different because the things that you're doing right now aren't working, the vehicle that you're in, the, the avenue that you're in, the business that you've built, everything else like that, if that's not what you want anymore, then you need to pivot and shift and change and do something different that's more in line with either what you want, what you have, or the customer base that you're hitting. Right? There is that change. We can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and expect a different response. But at the same time, you as an artist, as a person, as a business owner, you grow, you get different information. I don't need to get the same information that I got five, 10 years ago. I already have it, I've used it, I've built on it. Some of it's still relevant, some of it is less relevant, but I've learned, I've grown from that experience. So have you, right? Finding this podcast and having this help you with your art-based business and everything else like that, it's a huge different step. Before you had this, maybe you thought about it differently. Maybe you didn't look at it from the angles that I'm looking at it because I know I'm not looking at it from uh, the same angles that everybody else is looking at it, right? I'm unique, I'm different, I have a different perspective, just like you. So, you know, the, the interesting part in all of this is we really need to be selective. Everybody wants to give you their opinion, right? The difference is, is who are you going to listen to and why are you going to listen to them, all right? It's really eye-opening when you start listening to people and you've been, once you're in this mindset of uh, advice, information, input, is always coming at you. It doesn't mean it's all the same. It doesn't mean it's all valid. It doesn't mean it's all good, right? Just because your parents give you advice doesn't mean it's good advice. Just because your teacher, whoever they are, gives you advice doesn't mean it's good advice. If you don't like their lifestyle, if you don't like their business, if you don't want the business that they have, if you don't want the customer base that they have, if you don't want all these other things, don't take the advice. That doesn't mean that you shut them down cold, right? It just means that you can listen to the things that they say and you may be able to pull a nugget out of there. I hope that you can, right? That's the gem. The gem isn't shut them down. It's not don't listen to it. It's let them tell you what they have. Maybe it's good, maybe it's not good, but evaluate the source, right? I'm not gonna take... um, you know, shipping information from a person that doesn't ship a product. Why would I do that? They don't know what the heck they're talking about, right? I mean, I'm gonna go to the person that's shipping a million pieces a month and I'm gonna go listen to them. What'd you do? How'd you do that, right? I'm not looking to have a lower, if anything, I'm I'm not necessarily looking for a lower price point clientele. I've had a lower price point clientele. I'm trying to aim for a higher price point clientele. I need to aim even higher than I'm at now, 
right? Because I don't want to be making five to seven thousand dollar engagement rings forever. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but I want to be making more. I want to make less uh, work for myself, which means I want to make more sales with a product that's easier for me to make or that's more enjoyable for me to create. That's why I made the line. Right? Elegant world is my art. It's what I want to make, how I want to make it. It's not a negative. If anything, it's a huge positive. That means I get to spend more time making more pieces at the bench that I want to make, and then I can monetize them in a more advantageous, more effective way, and I can make a bigger company. Maybe that's not what you want. That's fine. But that's what I want. If, it, if, if working less on the things that you hate doing and working more on the things that you love doing is something that you want to do in your art-based business, maybe you have to think about the way you're running your art-based business differently. I know I did. I mean, I had a job. I had a job. That's what it was. I worked for my company. I was everything. I did all the emailing. I did all the artwork. I did all the all the the making of the jewelry and everything. The only thing I didn't do was cut stones and uh, do my own CAD. Everything else I did, everything, right? And it was great. I got to make a lot of really amazing art. I still get to make a lot of really amazing pieces and art. The difference is that, you know, now I don't have to answer to anybody really. I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do. You know, I'm working on getting all of my bills and everything like that paid for on a monthly churn. So I know how much I've got. I know what to expect. I've never been able to do that because I've never really had a product to sell. Maybe this is sounding familiar. Raise your hand, right? The worst part about custom is you always have to find a new customer. Always, right? Or they uh and that's really what it is right if it's commissioned you always have to find a new customer they come back to you and yeah they do different stuff and everything like that and that's great i have lots of return customers but every time i have to design it i have to make it i have to everything and that's not necessarily a bad thing but i want to put my own flair on it 100 percent right uh people are going to start coming to elegant world for my designs Right now, the majority of customers that I'm getting, they're coming to me because I am able to fulfill the needs that they need for jewelry, right? Skill base, which is great. It's awesome. I love that challenge. But I really don't want the challenge necessarily anymore. I'm more in the mindset of exploring my own artistic creativity, my own artistic conquest, my own artistic um, you know, uh, reaching out or researching or development or experiences, right? I can't travel the world to gather better, better experiences and be tied to my bench the way that I was four years ago. It's impossible. There's not enough time in the day to do all of that stuff, which means I need to do something different. Either I need to give up my dreams of traveling and having different, better artistic content and really expressing myself as an artist, which is not what I want to do, or I need to 
change the way that I'm running my business and change the way that I think about my product and change the way I think about my process and my, my customers and my delivery mechanism and my sales process and my manufacturing process and all these other things. That's the avenue I went down. That's why Elegant World is a thing now, right? Because I need that. I want something a little bit different. I have a family. I want to spend time with them. I want to spend more time making content that helps you guys. I want to make more info products to help you guys. I want to make more courses to help you, right? I want to pass on a lot of the things that I've done that I've learned in the last 15 years are business related. They have nothing to do with jewelry or with my other customers. I've got two very separate sectors of the things that I do. I've got business advice, coaching courses and content. And then I've also got jewelry that I make that's my art that, that's my art that I sell to a completely different customer. That's what it is. It doesn't mean that they can't intermix. It just means I know what I'm doing when it comes to my customer bases, right? And I love both of them. I love talking. I love talking about marketing and selling a product and making a product and talking about business, growing a business, scaling it, changing what you're doing, how you're doing it. I love that stuff. It's amazing. That's why I put out so much content about it. I also need to make a product. I need to make jewelry to fulfill a need as an artist. I need an outlet for that too. Anything I do, I need to get paid for. I'm trying to, I'm working on monetizing my life because in previous episodes we've talked about, you can't separate the two. You have to think about it as a holistic thing. Life and work, artists, being an artist is a lifestyle, the whole thing. It's great. It's amazing. But you also have to look at it a little bit differently. And it's hard because the majority of people, they look at that work-life balance thing and they clock into a job and they clock out of a job. That's why you have to be careful who you take your advice from, Right? You've got to source better advice. You've got to source better information. Find people that you respect in certain things and ask them very direct questions, not what they did, but what they would do. And if they tell you that you have to pay for that information and you want it and you believe in that person, pay for it 100%. That's why I, that's how I learned the jewelry techniques that I had. I went to New Approach School for Jewelers. I've paid other people for their information. I've paid for coaching programs, business information, marketing information, all kinds of different information. Not all information should be free. If it's worth it, it's going to have to be paid for. And don't think that's a negative. It's the same reason that you want to pay your accountant, you want to pay your lawyer, and you want to pay your doctor and your dentist and stuff like that. Not everything is all on YouTube. Some of that stuff costs money. Go back and look at a lot of these people that you're listening to and looking at and everything else like that and listen to their story. They, I guarantee you they're all going to tell you that they paid for coaching or classes or something like that because it's worth it. If you want to be where somebody is, I guarantee if they're a professional, they've paid for a lot of it. It's time to step up and start paying for the information that you really, really want. For real. There is a tipping point. You go from 100% free to tipping and having it be, you, need, you realize 
that you need to pay for it. I needed to pay to go to Thailand. I needed to pay to get the line made. I needed to pay for that experience to learn how to do it. I had to pay to go to jewel, to bench jewelry school to learn how to really make jewelry in a very expedited, fast period of time. I pay for business coaching to help me with the things that I don't see yet. I pay for marketing advice and information because I need to be a better marketer. I pay for other things like that. If you're not paying for that stuff and you want to be where I am or you want to be where somebody else is that you respect, I'm telling you, I paid for it. Find a way to pay for it. Monetize your content. Start working yourself to get the product to pay for the things that you want it to do. The whole point of this podcast is to get something that you've got a fire, that you love, that you want to make real and make it real. And part of that is taking the leap, taking the jump, investing in yourself, doubling down, believing that you can do it, and making that shit happen. Start putting money into yourself. And that doesn't just mean that you're going to only find free advice and the cheapest tool. Don't do that. I get people that ask me that stuff all the time and my advice is always the same. Buy tools that you can grow into and buy information that you don't know the answers to yet and pay for it. The good stuff, you have to pay for, like anything. You pay for food, you're not digging out of a dumpster, the dumpster is free, the organic stuff is better for you and it costs money. Think about it. Start paying for advice. Start small. Start paying for things. Start supporting other companies people, ideas, stuff like that. Get that ball rolling. Get that in your head that what you put into the things that you're learning, your business, your advice, everything like that, the, what you put down in it, you are going to pull more out of it. If you have skin in the game, just like your customers, if you have skin in the game, if they have skin in the game, they're more apt to be a better customer. So are you. Take that to the bank. Start paying for advice. Start thinking about paying for advice because that's where all the good stuff lies. If it's really, really good, no one's going to give it away for free. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Here comes the pitch. Go to buffalocraft.com. Check out the offers that we have now. The t-shirt is always a mainstay on there. And at the point of this podcast, maybe there's a course. Maybe there's a new Real Art, Real Business Summit. Maybe there's something different. But if you like the advice that I give you, think about supporting us. Think about supporting other people. And if you're giving out advice, think about trying to start getting people to follow and listen you and have them support you as well. It's a cyclical game, guys. It's not that hard, but it's definitely something to think about. Be careful who you take advice from. Not all advice is created equal. Not all people have the same experiences. If you don't like anything about the thing that they're talking about, if, if you want investment advice and they don't invest, don't take their advice. If you want to buy real estate and they don't own real estate, don't take their advice. If they're not an attorney, don't take legal advice from them. If they're not anything, if they're not a jeweler, an artist, a business owner, and they're giving you advice on that stuff, don't take their advice. That's the big nugget. Be careful. Support the people that you do appreciate, look up to, want their information. Support them. Don't be listening to the people that are just throwing out garbage. Everybody has an opinion. They're like assholes. They all stink. I hate to say it, but listen, for real, people want to try to help you. It's human nature. But that doesn't mean that the help is all good. Think about it.
I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler. This is the Jewelers Philosophy Podcast. Go check out buffalocraft.com. We'll see you guys later. Thank you. See ya. For even more information about growing your art-based business, head over to buffalocraft.com now. There, you'll find our most recent offers. And be sure to sign up for our email list so you get the most up-to-date info about what we're doing and working on. While you're there, check out the Mill t-shirt. Head to buffalocraft.com now.